this is Kylie, and you're listening to episode eight of Fixer Up. If this is your first time listening to Fixer Up, welcome. If you listen to other episodes, thank you. I'm glad you're back. Before we start today's episode, I have a voicemail. Yay! Somebody called me. Now, I'm going to try to play it, but I have no idea if this shit's going to work. I, I turned my phone all the way up, and I'm literally just going to play it and put the phone up to the microphone. <laughs> Because I'm ridiculous. Okay, let's see if it works. Anything? Can you hear anything? I can't hear anything. I don't think she actually... It was my friend Beth from episode three. I don't think she actually said anything. Did you hear anything? Just a peep. I just heard a peep. That's my friend Ryan, by the way, but I'll introduce him in a minute. (laughs) Okay, well, somebody leave me a voicemail for real, please. (laughs) No offense to Beth. I love you dearly. That didn't work. All right, we'll try. Okay, so on with Good the show. Good job. We're off to a great start. <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> if you recall from the last episode, Sidepiece started out as someone who I could have a good time with, but he really was a turning point in my after-divorce development process. All right, so wait. After-divorce develop Is that like a new definition of ADD? Like, what is that? ADD? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I'm not even sure what that was. Like, he morphed between, like, he started, like, just as somebody I was hooking up with, but he morphed into a lover and a friend and my handyman help desk and a cheerleader and my faith in the universe restorer. And he was my first recruit. His name even morphed from side piece to Obi-Wan. Oh, I know. Obi-Wan is serious. He's like the Jedi master. Okay. But are we going to talk about what he was the Jedi master of? We will. Okay. (laughs) Would you like to ask me questions about no, that? No, I'm okay. Let's keep going. Before I get too deep into t- to today's episode, I'd like to introduce my guest today, my dear friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Kylie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I feel like I may be competing for the new Gusbin title. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Did you hear that, Jose? Do you think Jose Alday would be upset by that? Well, I mean, he might be upset by that, but to tell you the truth, I don't know. Like, he's probably flying right now, so he probably doesn't give a shit. I haven't actually met Jose, have I? No, I don't think so, yeah. because he's flying so much, he can never, he's never around. Like, I might be in a separation from my husband. Okay, well, you I know. I know, I'm very if, sad. If husband, you know, fails to provide or fails to show up for a podcast or whatever, I, I'm happy to step in. Don't be mad, Jose. I love you, <laughs> even though I've never met you. He's going to call me to be like, bitch, it's about to go down. <laughs> he's totally going to throw down. And he's younger than us. He's younger than us by like almost 10 years. He's young and I'm scrappy. Doing, you see me doing the math in my head. I like, know. You're yes. doing the math. You and I are the same yes. age, Ryan. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I think technically you're a few years older than me. So you're like the old, or a few months older than me. So you're like the older man. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to take this episode with me. I've, I think I met you in 2008. When was the first time you guys had a summer party? Oh, gosh. I mean, well, the first one that I went to was probably 2008. Because mm-hmm. Ryan and I, um, he is married to my friend Jeff, and I have known Jeff since the 90s. I feel like I've known everybody since I was like a toddler. <laughs> we, yeah, I was uh, 23 when I met Jeff. That was like... 23! That was over 25 years ago. Yes. That's yeah, a long I time. I mean, bitch, it's almost 30 years yeah. ago if you want to do the math. <laughs> I'm trying to keep them young. <laughs> well, let's just keep me young, too. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, back to the story. So one of the terms and conditions that I had with side piece was that I needed the freedom to see other men. He was totally fine with it, and he was joking around asking if I was putting together a list. I told him I was actually starting a roster. Now, keep in mind, I don't know shit about rosters or baseball or how I even, like... Why I even said that, it's just what came out of my mouth. So that was my answer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm starting a roster. So why did you, why did you think you needed a roster? Well, I wanted variety, and I wanted different from my ex. And I wanted guys who'd be available for sex on the semi-reg, and that's literally how I referred to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have to be, av- be available on the semi-reg. And I needed people with different skills. I needed guys that were okay with me knowing that I was playing with other guys at the same time and guys who could consistently communicate with me. So in my head, all of this meant that I needed a roster. 
I don't, again, I don't know shit about baseball. I think baseball is a big bar with baseball in the middle. I, That's I, what Wrigley and Comiskey is, and I, I still call it Comiskey. I feel like you could do multiple episodes on rosters, and you could do one that's like baseball, but then you could do one that's like football. Because football has a roster too, right? Well, all, I mean, all sports Quarterbacks, do right? fullbacks, tight ends. <laughs> there's a couple with some tight ends. I mean, come on. There's, you know, there's endless possibilities with rosters. Yeah, and I think... I think in my head it was more like a baseball analogy mm-hmm. because it was the summer. So oh, I was okay. thinking like summer sport. Like personally, yeah. I, like as I just said, I really think baseball is a big bar with baseball in the middle. Mm-hmm. And there's usually cute boys to hang out with like and watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to go to baseball games with like opera glasses. Mm-hmm. And we would just like scour everybody. We would just go to the, lo- the little bar. Mm-hmm. that was, There was like a hidden bar at Wrigley. We would mm-hmm. go to the hidden bar. We would go out there, smoke cigarettes, hang out inside Wrigley, but at the hidden bar, and then just like pick up guys. I, I wasn't ever really, I don't give a shit about baseball itself, but. So, you know, I'm a diehard baseball fan. I know, that's like, why I wanted, diehard, that's why I wanted you to do this fan. episode. I'm a with huge me. White Sox fan. I'm not one of those White Sox fans that hates the Cubs or roots against them. Like, I think all Chicago teams are good for the city. That's how I am, too. Um, I, I'm I, a, I am a White Sox fan as well. I'm not out there. I have been my whole life. I'm not out there cheering for the Cubs, but I'm not one of those, you know, like burning, the Cubs burning hell kind of, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope a bomb gets dropped on Wrigley Field kind of. I'm not that person, you know. Right. So. I mean, during the World Series, though, like when they won, when they when the Cubs finally won the World Series, that was actually on my birthday. And I was kind of like. I mean, I want them to win, but I kind of also want to sink coal. <laughs> oh, see, I had a really different. <laughs> but view I really of that. wanted them to win because, because what, it would be they, so good. They won Cubs won in two thousand and sixteen. Sixteen. Well, it was sixteen, I, I think. think so. So I was reverting back to when the White Sox won in two thousand and five. Oh, see, and, I was overseas then. I and, couldn't believe it happened. It all happened while I was gone. And I remembered being growing up a White Sox fan my entire life and thinking to myself. Like, I remember that amazing feeling, mm-hmm. like, with the last out and everything. I'll never forget where I was. That was It, it, it was like 9-11 almost. It was like, right. I, you, I knew exactly where I was. I was at a place called the Bluestone Bar and Grill in Frankfurt or New Lenox. I'm not sure which town it is. And uh, when the last out happened, everybody threw their drinks in there. It was like an alcohol explosion in the bar. <laughs> it's like an alcohol shower. And people just went crazy. It was the greatest thing. But I remember being a White Sox fan and thinking to myself, when the Cubs were in the World Series and thinking to myself, I remember that feeling. Right. And it's an incredible feeling. Right. You know? And, and by the way, I didn't wait 100 years. I only waited. No, like, and that's the I only thing. I was, I was so happy for my friends who had waited so yeah. long. And yeah. like, you know, my friend Floyd, who was mm-hmm. 90-something at the time, he'd waited forever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you deserve this, dude. So. Like that. I mean, that's, that's the cool part about it. Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, so on the baseball theme, yeah. what do you really know about rosters? I like you said, I you know, know nothing, but what like, do you, what, what do you know? I mean, I don't, I don't really know that much about it. I just know that you're, you're going to have different players that have different skills, mm-hmm. you know, which goes along with like why I want a different skill set on, on my personal roster, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I don't know anything about like backup players, bench players. Mm-hmm. Like I had main guys that I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And then I had backup guys that I was like flirting with and stuff like that. But there's also like besides bench players, there's like the minor leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and the minor leagues feed into the main league they, or I don't they do. see. I don't even like I mean, when you get to the sports on the news, I'm out. OK, so so how uh, let's start with. Base. Uh, let's start with roster 101 at baseball. How many people are on the starting roster? Are you asking me? Yeah. I for a no... game, how many people are on the starting roster? I honestly have no fucking idea. Okay, it's nine. Oh, okay. so like nine innings. <laughs> no, yeah, kind of, but okay. nine players. You got a pitcher, like, a catcher. Let me just associate it the way I associate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, good. So nine players. You got a pitcher and a catcher, uh-huh. right? You have the four infielders and the three outfielders. Okay. Okay, so you got nine okay, players. Nine players. So you can think about roster in terms of like nine too many, not enough. I mean, we'll talk no, about that's, that, yeah, but, we'll yeah. talk about that, but that's crazy. Um, and then, uh, so the bench, uh-huh. right, is you. So the bench is not those nine people. No, the people on the bench are backups to those nine people. Oh, yeah, because the dugout, right? like, there's always, there's like a whole bunch of people in the dugout. Yeah, right. Okay. And so the, that's your bench, right? Okay. And, and they and how might, many people are on your bench? And, uh, I, okay, I should know this. Um, 
I think it's a forty. I, I think it's a forty-man roster. Oh shit! In that's total, a lot of but that includes your people in the bullpen too. That you're. What's really... the difference between the bullpen and a bench? Okay, the bench is all the non-pitchers. Okay. Okay. The bullpen is all the relief and sometimes starting pitchers, depending on the severity of the game. But um, okay. So all of your pitch. So when they run in from the outfield and they run uh-huh. in from the bullpen, that's uh-huh. where they're running in from, right, to relieve the the current pitcher. Okay. Okay. The bench is all the other players. Right? Oh, okay. So the uh, bench is just not your pitcher, but right. all the backup for the guys in the fields. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then your bullpen is all the backup for the pitcher. Yes. I'm totally learning some baseball right, shit right sweet. now. And then and, and my then gym you ta- teacher is and then mad because I should about, know this. <laughs> and then you talked about the minor leagues. Yeah. So the minor okay, don't so the, the minor leagues are into com- the major. They, they do, but they're completely independent from the the current game today that the White Sox are playing. So sometimes it's called a farm system. So you right. typically have an A, a double A, and a triple A okay. Okay, for each team. And the triple A guys are like the guys that in in a lot of cases are on the verge of making it to the major leagues. Okay. So let's say that there's um, a, an injury to the main roster of the White Sox right now. Uh-huh. They'll call up somebody from the minor leagues. Okay. Or from that triple A system. Okay. Okay. And they'll come in and they'll play a few games until that injury is solved and the guy's back. So if I've got a guy who like strained a hammy because we were a little vigorous one day because <laughs> yes. you know that That's shit happens perfect analogy <laughs> perfect. i mean let's be honest that's i've good. strained a hammy for that's, sure that's good and side piece definitely had some um <laughs> abdominal issues he always complained about abdominal issues because he was using muscles that he hadn't used in a while but <laughs> yes that's exactly right so then i would call somebody up mm-hmm. okay all right mm-hmm. so here well so hold on. there's an important point here oh okay you would call somebody up Assuming that none of your other players on the main roster were able to fulfill the duties of, in this case, side piece who uh-huh. is injured, right? Right. So you are you may already have somebody, but in all likelihood, you're going to be calling somebody else up because you want to make sure your roster is full at all times. Yeah. See, I don't think I would have pushed up like, I mean, I'm not going to give you the nicknames and everything, mm-hmm. but but like thinking back, I don't, I wouldn't have pushed up somebody else. I would have just replaced side piece, mm-hmm. you know? With somebody on your current roster. With somebody on, like, my backup. Okay. Because I had a lot of backup. Okay. Like, there was, like, you know, like, things in the works, like, Mm -hmm. flirting and, like, going through the process. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, right now, I'm in roster recruit for this summer. And I got to tell you, I didn't realize last year how much work it is, but this shit is a lot of work. (laughs) Those people are, you're filling your bench right now. Those those will be bench people. Okay. Yeah. Those all right. So people. here, you only my... go. You only go back and try and find more people if all those if you injure all those people, right? Or if something goes wrong, <laughs> right? Like something exactly. could totally go wrong. Yes. You know, because that does happen. All right. So if I'm building my roster, what does that actually make me? Like last weekend, I was talking to Beth and Autumn about it, and they were saying that probably makes me the catcher because the catcher actually communicates the most with the pitcher, and they know what's going on in the whole field, but. Like in our analogy, for me building my roster, what what does that make me? And and don't say ho. I I will not say ho. <laughs> By the I, way, Dad, you I might want to turn this off. <laughs> I think it makes you the coach. See, see, that's what I thought too. In the then, sense, not in the not in the not in the sense that you're instructing everybody else what to do, but oh, in well, the I sense that in some ways. but but in the sense that like you're building the team. Right. You okay. Know? So that's the coach's role. Yes. Yes. So then, what's the role of the catcher? He catches like, for the pitcher. Okay. Well, that was like I know a lot about that. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, I could cut that out if you like. We, me to. No worries. It's all good. Um, no. It, so the catcher is a, fe- a position on the field. I mean, they're an integral part of the team. Well, aren't I technically an integral part of my team? Because without me, there is no team. Yeah, but as the coach, you're overseeing it all. True. And that's that's kind of where I was like, I mean, last weekend when we were discussing this, I was like, wait, well, how come I'm not the coach? And they're like, well, the person who's got the most communication is the catcher. And I'm like, but doesn't the coach, like, isn't the coach, I know the coach isn't the manager, right? The coach and the manager are different. No, there's, uh, the, I'm speaking of them in the same as okay, the same person. So, yeah. What is okay? There so, are there are other coaches. There's like a first base coach and a third base, coach, but they're all feeding off of what the coach tells them to do. When the coach okay. is in the dugout, giving his hand signals and touching his hat, okay, um, and swiping his arm, you know, to give signals to the field on what he wants to happen. Okay, like he's instructing 
kind of he's laying the foundation for what ultimately he thinks the team should do. So at the end of this episode, can we please design some fucking hand signals for me so I can right. swipe? <laughs> yes. Because I'm sorry, but I want to like get up in the middle of sex and be like, nope, uh-uh, you're moving here. I also have a hand. I think that'd be hysterical. I, I also have a, a hand a hand signal called the one finger salute <laughs> that I like a lot. We all know That's what that. very useful. We all know what yes, that one finger it's very salute useful. is. It's used in baseball sometimes too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so you think I'm the coach? I do. Right. I do. So, and, and here's the one thing I would say. Don't you want to be the person that's laying the foundation for your life and how your life should operate? Yeah, of course. I'm that's the one what the coach the is doing. That's what the coach is doing for the team. Yes. Right? That's yeah. And I so I would really argue that that's That's my role. Your role unless you want to go into this super kind of submissive, I want everybody else to tell me what to do, everything else for me. Kind of thing, and I get some people are wired that way. I'm just not wired that way. Right. You know, I want to. I want to define my own shit. Well, that's know? kind of like we'll kind of get into that a little yeah. bit further in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I mean, generally, when I'm building the team and, and looking for people to spend time with, mm-hmm. like sexy time, yeah, I would definitely like. I have my own boundaries. I have the parameters of it. Just like I said in the last episode, like mm-hmm. you have to be okay with me. Dating other people, you have to. We always have to wear a condom. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be available on the semi reg. Like all of these things have to. So I'm controlling that. I'm yes. the one that's saying A, B, C, D. And, and so and, yes, I guess from in my head, it makes more sense that I'm the coach. Mm-hmm. And the and the coach, while not being 100 percent responsible for this, and this I think is the most important aspect for you, is also defining who the best players are for the team. Well, that's that's my next question. Right. right. So, on the roster, so as the coach, mm-hmm. you know, so let, let's like let's just build out my roster while we're here. Mm-hmm. So, how many people? Okay, you said like 40 people, whatever. I I can't do 40 that's, people. I mean, that would be that would be a lot. That would be You would be really tired. I I don't even I don't even know what that would be. Like that's I can't even like my mind is like blown for that. But I guess that you know the the question is how many people ideally, or maybe a better question is what positions do I really need to focus on? Mm-hmm. Like I guess it's not so much how many people because mm-hmm. I could, you know, right mm-hmm. now I'm talking to like five different guys that are trying to get on the roster, mm-hmm. you know. But but last year I I had less, mm-hmm. you know. But so how what what are the important positions that I need to worry about filling if I'm filling my roster? So. Uh... So this is a really interesting question based on our conversation so far. Um, so if you're the coach, let's just assume I'm, that for I'm a second. I'm the coach. Okay. I don't think you want to fulfill the pitcher role. Okay? Why? Because well, the pitcher f- uh, the pitcher determines the tempo of the game. And I think you want to determine the tempo of the game. Okay. So and what I mean by that is if you think about the baseball analogy, the pitcher, he can go to the mound and – Throw the baseball. You just said mound. Right. I love mound. (laughs) Big mounds. Big mounds. Sorry, I'm a dirty girl. Big mounds. Um, I I think so. So Mark Burley was was one of the best White Sox pitchers ever. Yes. Mark Burley was known for fast, fast, fast. Pitch the ball, get it back. Pitch the ball, get it back. Pitch the ball, get it back. He set the tempo for the game. I don't want like jackrabbit sex. And then you had, and then you had the slow, the the guys that pitch the ball, they get it back, they walk around the mound, they grab their little sandbag, right? They they, do their little ritual, they they kick a couple times, right? Then they wind up, and it's like forty-five minutes between each pitch, right? Like whether whether you want the jackrabbit approach or you want the slow approach, either one is fine. But you want to be able to define that tempo. True. Right. Okay. So I would argue pitcher you don't want to fulfill. Okay. Catcher to your point earlier communicates a lot. I think you want to fulfill the catcher position. I need somebody who can communicate. Yeah. Especially since one of the rules was they can't ghost. You know, like you've got to communicate. We're not seven. Yeah. Or in seventh grade or whatever. Like don't ghost fuckers. Yeah. That's not cool. Because people out there who are ghosting, shame on you. Yeah. Like, have the, if you've been given the respect of even a five-minute conversation. Right. Like, have the decency to reply back to somebody and be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And even if it's like, I mean, I've gone back to people and be like, you know what, dude, this isn't going to work for me. Good luck on your search. Yeah. 
And that's it. That's all it takes. Right. And and don't feel that you necessarily have the power to, to like, oh my gosh, I don't want to crush Kylie. Trust me, Kylie's story is going to end well. Okay. I <laughs> promise you. you. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. So, so other I, positions. Yeah. Other, okay? What other positions? I'm going to throw other positions at you that you haven't thought of. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Let's do it. You don't, need, you don't need I'm a kinda, first, second, I'm third base. I'm going to get my short, pen and take notes. Shortstop. You don't need outfielders. You don't, okay. You, here's what you need. You need a pitch hitter. A pitch. A so pinch hitter. Pinch hitter. Pinch hitter. Okay? I always thought it was pitch hitter. No, it's pinch hitter. Okay? Well, see, that tells you how much I'm paying attention. Because you bring him in when you're in a pinch. Oh, that makes sense. Pinch hitter. Okay. okay. So the pinch hitter is one of those guys that's sitting on the bench, right? And the coach decides that that pinch hitter has a better chance Getting of knocking it out of the park than the guy who's scheduled to go up to bat. So he pulls that guy back and he puts the pinch hitter in. Okay. Yeah, but what about the guy who, like, expects to hit and then all of a sudden he's pulled? I mean, isn't he kind of pissed? I mean, who cares, right? Because it's baseball. You're the coach. No. Mm-hmm. You're making the decisions. You're determining who's the best for, Call right? the complaints department, bitch. Yes, that's right. <laughs> call my voicemail right. that I call can't HR. Fucking... Listen, call HR. Call my voicemail that I can't return the messages from. <laughs> or play the messages from. Shit. Or play the messages from. Okay, so you have to have a picture. The pinch. Okay. Think less about the guy who's going to get hurt. Right. Okay. Kylie. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about the guy. Who's Just don't hurt. ghost him. Right. Right. Tell don't him, ghost hey, him. Yeah. Right. Don't be an asshole. But worry about bringing in the best option at that moment in time. Okay. That's your pinch hitter. Okay. okay. So that's. I mean. So I'm pulling him up from my bench. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. The other position that you. This is. I would argue this is the most important position. Oh, okay? okay. And it's a position called a utility player. Utility player? Yes. So in baseball, a utility player is a guy or girl that can, you can literally throw them into any situation and any position. Okay. Is that the same thing as a designated hitter? No, designated okay. hitters are, yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. We'll Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, utility players are like people that can play right field and shortstop and first base. And so they can be put into a number of different roles because they've had little experiences so in each one of those spaces. They're really like the jack of all trades. The jack of most trades, yes. Yes, okay, yeah. okay. So I would argue the, the utility player is like, that's almost what you want. Like that's what yeah. that's like the five star what you're trying to achieve, right? Right. Right. You want somebody that can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, and and that's kind of what I that's kind of what I kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. Like when I was building my roster, mm-hmm. like I wanted one guy that would come over and we would be naked within like five or ten minutes, and we would like you know be like, okay, let's go, mm-hmm. we're ready. Yep. You know, and then he'd stay for a decent amount of time, so he wasn't like that fast pitcher. It would be kind of like the slow progress thing, mm-hmm. but uh, we would never actually leave the house, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted like a traditional guy that would have like a traditional dinner date, like the mm-hmm. like one guy that I would like get dressed up and and look all cute, and I would go on a date with him, and mm-hmm. then we would have dinner, and then we would have sex, and hopefully it was like good sex good. in my house or his right. house or in a hotel. Maybe dessert before or after. Yeah, exactly. Or like during. Or during. Guy. Yes. Either one. And then I wanted a guy that was like really good at conversations, that didn't mm-hmm. mind talking on the phone, which in today's day and age is an issue. Mm-hmm. Finding somebody to talk on the phone is mm-hmm. a massive issue, which I do not understand. Mm-hmm. Cannot get the same vibe over text messages. Nope. And Oftentimes could, you get the wrong vibe right? over text messages. Yeah. Yes. And I, I wanted somebody like, I'm totally into voices. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. I like voices and they like kind of get me all like, you know. Ready? Juicy, yeah, juicy, like juicy. good, good and go, good and going, or whatever. Hey, Kylie, Ooh, how are you? <laughs> but I wanted somebody who like wasn't afraid to talk on the yeah, phone, you know. Sure. And then I wanted somebody to like back up all these guys. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted the ultimate guy. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate guy would be like kind of all of these things together. Mm-hmm. He's and your utility player. He's my utility yes, player. Yes, you want right, utility. That's where player. I was going to bring it in. Okay, I have to bring up one other position. Oh, shit. Even though we one. talked about the most important one. Uh-huh. And this comes from me listening to all of your episodes. I hope you like them. I do. I've Thank enjoyed. You. I, I've enjoyed them. Tell very your much. friends. I will. Um, I have a logo now. I'm going to have stickers soon. Yes. Do you want a sticker? Yes. I'll give you a sticker. Totally. I'm so excited. So can I just get a tattoo? I'll get a tattoo of it. Uh, dude, it, it is my tattoo. I know. I know. 
I mean, you don't actually want the. I mean, it was a lot of money. A sticker's cheaper. But okay, I'll sure, sticker. get a tattoo. Yeah, maybe Here, you I'm, could get those. What are they? Those I'm temporary t- thing that like you wet it down, and you put it on your arm, and it's there for like three days. A temp tattoo. Too. Yeah. I did that one year for my birthday, and I told I had the snake wrapped around my arm. Mm-hmm. I went as Axl Rose. <laughs> And then, and then my dad came for Dad's Day weekend down in Champaign. And I said, look what I got for my birthday, Dad. And I showed him the temporary tattoo. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's um, like, uh, I'm like, it's just a temporary tattoo, Dad. Anyways, so we there's, digress. There's one other important position that we need to talk about. And this has come up, again, because of your the first six episodes, seven episodes that, you, that you've put out. So have you been to a baseball game recently? No, uh, Beth and I are actually talking about pretending to go to a baseball game and then just drinking around it. Okay, well, I, <laughs> no, I haven't. I, been to, I haven't been to a game in a couple of years. Okay, so I do have tickets, and I can I can probably oh. provide you with a couple of tickets to go. So let's talk about that later. Okay, maybe, or maybe we could we do could a, have a lot of maybe fun. we could do a giveaway on. Oh my god, that would be oh, so that great! That would be so fun. Oh my gosh, I love that'd be that idea. awesome. Um, okay, so if you remember going to your last game mm-hmm. in between innings. Right on the field. There's like little things. There's well, do. there are little things, but there are these guys that walk out and they come up and they look in the crowd. Uh huh. Who are those people? Uh, scouters. Security. Oh, They're okay. security, right? They're making sure nobody's running the, onto the field, scouters right? For the hot girls to bring back for the players. So listen, I think you also need to think about the security role. Security. You got you, you need a head of security. I what? Which may just be a friend. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to provide you some like feedback you, I now. I feel like you're pitching for a job. I, I, I can, I'm going to provide you some feedback. Feel free to edit this part out. Okay. Um, okay. If I think about MPG uh-huh. and I think about DDTPM. DDTPM. What the fuck is Dan Dan the Painter Man is too long to say. DDTPM. Okay. It's too long. Again, I'm like... I'm like, if she would have said DDTPM in this episode, it would have been like 10 minutes shorter. Um, you, talk, you were here for the Dan Dan the Painter Man episode. Do you remember I, that? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so so there were a couple of things that crossed my mind as you were telling those stories. I'm Okay, not, number one was w- with MPG, I was like, the minute the words multiple personalities came out of his mouth, you should have been like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> okay, number one. <laughs> Let alone inviting him anywhere, let alone uh, in your house. The psychology kid in me wants to do a couple okay. studies. The second thing is for DDTPM. <laughs> the minute I kind of like that. The second, I, so I so I listen. I actually had to go back. I, this is the one episode that I listened to like probably three times. Oh wow! Because I, I went back and I was like, and I'm like, did I hear this right? Did I hear this right? The second that he asked for your full name, I was like. First time I listened to it, I was like, this guy's an identity thief. Yeah. 100%. Right. 100%. Kylie, run. Run. <laughs> well, that's what Rico was trying to get across so, for the episode. Yeah. Like, Kylie, what the fuck were yeah, you thinking? Yeah, exactly. So, so Rico and I are very aligned on that. But, and, and, again, and, it was about my instincts. I, like, I'm learning through the process. Well, so this is, I think it's a really important thing for you to recognize, though. Mm. You are a very trusting soul. You look. I am. You look for the good in people I all do, the time, even though I was raised by wolves. <laughs> so, so I, so I think it's good that as you go through the process of building your roster, be able to take that thirty seconds and step back for just a moment and and go, okay, from an outsider looking in, like, am I potentially jeopardizing my personal safety at all? Right. And then and may, I, and, I am going to have a safety issue because there are things that I actually do yeah. before meeting with these people. Yeah. And um, and the people that make it to my roster, I'm not telling you about the people who actually don't make it to my don't roster. Don't make it to? Yeah. I mean, because well, there so are, good. yes, there and, are a and, lot and of And maybe, people. you know, it's great advice for, for, I mean, I've been in the dating scene for a hundred years, but it's, I think it's a great reminder for people to like have that safety mechanism in place if you're having yes. a first date with somebody let one of your friends know what you're doing and where you're going right like keep the safety element well, in now there I, all the time i take pictures the, of driver's licenses and i email them to other people yeah like that's like great. with that's dan, great. dan the painter man yeah. or not dan dan the painter man but ddtpm with, yeah with, yeah. with mpg <laughs> i i called the guzzfind and yeah. said this is how you unlock my phone mm-hmm. in case i'm dead this is the fingers that unlock my phone yeah. And this is where he lives. This is who mm-hmm. he is. This is where you'll yeah. find him. So I guess it doesn't prevent my death. 
but it does catch But it's him. good to know that you're thinking about safety. So yes. security would be my other ancillary role that I would think about filling for Oh, you. you're so sweet. Yeah. Like, honestly, that I'm never crossed worried. my mind as, as having a security person. I'm always, I'm always worried. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even know who my person would be. I'll have to think about it. I, I guess I could make it you, but you're kind of far away from my house. I am far away, but I... I, had, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I know where you live. But I had to GPS it because I guess one of the roads was like shut down and it stuff. So they sent me on a different way. And I was like, where, again. Where am I going? It's, it's like I'm. It's, it's not like I'm from here. I'm it's from, Iowa. I know. But I'm I'm from this area and I still have to GPS it mm-hmm. to all these suburbs. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Yep. Okay. So what is my optimal number of players? I mean, okay. So you were talking about like your dugout mm-hmm. is nine. No. Your, no, your, your starting your... roster is nine. Okay. Your total active team is like 40 yeah i can't do that many that's too many no i mean isn't like even if you're open and transparent with people like just the fact that you have a full-time job you want to work yes. out you want to spend time with your other friends i like how you put work out in there i totally 100 percent. i put work out in there for myself too even though i haven't done it in three weeks um so but you you have to for family and all that other stuff right so isn't it like Three to four, maybe? Yeah. So Even that, if you're transparent what... with them about, like, right. I see other people, the reality is is you have to be able to devote time to yes. these folks in some capacity. Yes. Right? So I would think that, like, three would be tough to do and four would be really, really tough to do. That's what I found. Not like, impossible, but that's tough. That's what I found last year. So my sweet spot is mm-hmm. three. And, and four put me over the edge. Like literally, like, cause four, I'm like, oh, well, he's really cute and he's really nice. And, and I'm trying to like, oh, let's see if this works out. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not, you know, especially with building my first roster last year, mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for anything serious. I wasn't looking for like somebody to date right mm-hmm. away. But that was one of the things I said was to all the guys, you have to realize that eventually, hopefully mm-hmm. you will be replaced. Mm-hmm. You'll be replaced by somebody that I actually want mm-hmm. to date. You know. So when you when you built a roster last year, just curiosity question, how many? What was the maximum number of I'm using air quotes meetings that you had in one day? Oh, okay. I'm not a complete hoe. I like to keep it only one meeting within 24 hour period. I wasn't <laughs> suggesting you were a hoe. I was just curious if there were any yeah. instances where like your catcher called you and then all of a sudden <laughs> your, can I tell you a funny story? Your pinch hitter called and you were like. Okay, I gotta tell All you. All right, spawn. I, I gotta tell you a funny story. So, so I I had a a, a date with side piece, and um, I didn't have anything else set up. I don't set up anything within twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, just to keep the coochie fresh and shit like that. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, and I'm working full time, and I'm I'm fixing right. up my house. Sure. And just just as you said, like it really does take time mm-hmm. to like build these semi relationships mm-hmm. and everything. So. I was with Side Piece, and Alec, who is a roster player that comes into the picture later, Alec has, um, he had keys. He didn't have keys to my house, but he knew the code to get into my gate. And he would come over and just hang out randomly during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, we both, both worked from home. Okay. So he would just come over in between meetings and be like, let's go get a coffee, or I brought you a coffee, or whatever, let's go grab lunch, or, mm-hmm. and just kind of hang out. So he came over and I was with side piece mm-hmm. and I didn't tell Alec, like I didn't know he was coming over. So I didn't say, oh, sure. I've got meetings or whatever, but he came over and he was like knocking on my windows mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was with side piece. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and side piece looked at me and he's like, did you have another date scheduled for today? And how did you answer <laughs> I, that? I, I just started laughing. I was like, no, but he has the gate code and he probably just wants to go get a cup of coffee so he's just over <laughs> i'm like don't laugh really hard and he won't even know that we're here and then we both just burst out totally laughing hysterically because it was awkward but it was really funny, funny. you yeah. know so awesome. but no so so my number is really like last year it was really three because because mm-hmm. as you said i've got you know i'm working full time and working eight to ten hours a day mm-hmm. and i was going through rehabbing the house and family obligations and everything else. And so I found I tried to do four guys last mm-hmm. year and that fourth guy put me over the edge. Yeah. And I like just lost it. Because there's also lot. like getting ready for each date and making sure you have everything else together and mm-hmm. your shit's together and you can just go 
fuck mm-hmm. off for five hours or whatever. If you go to That's, f- that takes a lot. If you go to Ford, don't you <laughs> don't you sometimes run the risk of using the wrong name too? Like isn't it like a A little bit. Jim, I mean Bill. Sorry. Not if you just call him all baby. <laughs> And so here's my trick, too. Okay, so this, I mean, some of them are probably listening to this. Maybe. I don't even know. But, like, the issue that I always want to make sure I don't run into is, like, if I send somebody a picture and I don't send it to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I just send them all the same picture. And I don't send, like, totally nasty. I'll, like, Mm -hmm. send a boob shot in my sports bra Mm -hmm. or something. Like, you know, like, okay, I don't send the full-on nasty pictures Mm -hmm. or dirty pictures. Because I'm like, well, you should just wait to see that in person, mm-hmm. but I'll give you like a, a boob shop so you mm-hmm. can see the cleavage or something mm-hmm. like that. Sure. You know, like give them the idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. But I send the same picture to all of them. All of them. Got it. Yeah, because then I don't get confused. I get it. <laughs> so, okay. God, your so, cooter looks so hot. Wait, did I send that picture to you? Yeah, see, I don't ever yeah, send that picture. Yeah. No, because who's got, right. I mean, let's think about right. it. I don't have like crazy or if they say, arms. Or if they I say your cleavage looks so hot. Right. Right? Then you know exactly what they're talking about. That makes yes. complete sense. Yes. So, okay. So you're saying you think my most important player is the utility player. Mm-hmm. Because like last weekend when I was talking to Beth and Autumn, they all thought the most important player was the designated hitter. No, you said the catcher, I thought. the ca- No, they thought I they thought, oh, they thought I'm you were the, the catcher. catcher. Yes, yes. I was the catcher. And the most important player is my designated hitter. Because they, mm-hmm. they thought that designated hitter like... He can go out and like hit the grand slam, right? So that's why you pull in a designated hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they may have been referring to the pinch hitter. Okay. It, so the how do I explain this? The designated hitter only exists in the American League. Oh. Because the are the Cubs American League? They're no, they're oh, they're National League. They're National League. So the pitchers actually bat in the National League. Okay. In the American League, the pitchers don't bat. There's a designated hitter that bats for them. Oh. Okay. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. So the pinch hitter is a guy in the bench that you just bring in at a moment in time. So they may have been talking about the pinch hitter. But who do you bring in to like when you have all the bases loaded Uh and you want to make sure that you get like a grand slam? The pinch hitter. The pinch hitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oftentimes the designated hitter is your most powerful batter. Yeah, that's what. But the pinch hitter is like the guy that you can bring in at any time. Okay. Right? Anytime, anywhere in the batting order, you bring him in and hope he hits the grand slam. Okay. So I. Yeah, I, I mean, I think for me, designated hitter doesn't work as much as the. I mean, because who yeah. am I going to bring in yeah. for like a grand yeah. slam? It's yeah. not like I've got people waiting in the. He's more or... of the guy you need in a pinch. Right. Okay. Yep. yep. All yep. right. So the coach makes the decisions about changing and who goes what in what order and the different skills and all of those things. A.K.A. Kylie. Yes. Okay. You make those decisions. Okay. I mean, so, it, so assuming you I mean, want to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's definitely me. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely like a timing. And the, and it is. There's a lot of scheduling that comes with having a roster. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just scheduling for my own life, mm-hmm. because that comes into play too. Like sure. I have nieces and I'm active in the family life and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, the, the stepkids and all of that. And also making sure my nails are done, making sure I'm waxed, all of those things. So that's all me. Yeah. Okay. I Don't you want to be making those decisions? Yes, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah it's got to be you. Yeah, I yeah. totally want to be making those coach, decisions. You're the coach, girl. I'm a coach. You're I'm in charge. Coach. Put me in coach. I'm ready yes. to play today. Isn't that a song? <laughs> I like that song. I don't know what song that is. Put me in coach. I'm ready, ready to, play to play today. today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who sings it, though. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Okay, so we know the types of players I want and the number of players mm-hmm. I want. What about my batting order? Oh, see, oh, okay. So I, I understand this is probably important, right? It is important. And, and you have to... You know, most times from day to day, the batting order changes. Well, I would think it would change based on the team that you're playing. playing. That's right. Right, so for me, right. it doesn't exactly apply. Uh, no, I think it does. Oh, okay. It <laughs> depends what you're... Uh, Please, so, tell me. <laughs> Expound. Uh, it's based on the team that you're playing, okay. right? Or what you're trying to achieve in that day. True. Right? This, oh, this is very true. So if you're just looking for the quick, mm-hmm. you know, who you put at number one in your starting order might be 
Yes, that's Somebody true. other than if you're looking for the hot date, dinner date that you talked about. That's true. Right? Yeah, so those, I th- those Your batting order is going to change, right? Yeah. And if you're open and transparent with the three or four, whatever the number is, about kind of your expectations, mm-hmm. they'll understand that the batting order changes from day to day. Yeah, and it was also kind of like... It was, I had to take different things into consideration, you know, like just Mm -hmm. basically like my work schedule, of course, and their work schedule, Mm -hmm. you know, like the dinner date guy became the dinner date guy because there was no way he could ever meet during the day. Mm -hmm. Like it just wasn't a possibility. Wasn't a possibility for him. And side piece, he could never meet at night Mm -hmm. or on the weekends because of the situation Mm -hmm. because he, you know, he had a family and was married. So he was just during the day. But just depending on his schedule. Sure. You know, sure. and then the um, the other guy was just kind of like, I kind of just filled him in in between the other two, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I wanted to, like, I kind of take into consideration schedules, take into consideration yep. the vibe, yep. take into consideration how much maintenance was needed. Because mm-hmm. for some of them, it had to be waxed or nothing. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, I couldn't fit it in, like, there was one time I, like, rearranged my schedule. And I actually went online. I was like, okay, I can't fit in a wax because it's just, it's a lot. And I was leaving town and there was all these things. So I went online and I, I literally Googled how to shave my area. Because mm-hmm. I just did like bikini shaving mm-hmm. my whole yeah, life, sure. right? So I bought all the stuff that they said, like the right exfoliator, mm-hmm. the right shaving cream for sensitive parts, the right mm-hmm. razors. So I bought all of this stuff. I had it overnight and on prime thank god for amazon prime mm-hmm. right and then i told him i said i'm just gonna take care of myself and then he like hit the roof he was like no it needs to be waxed and i was like are you kidding me right now are you kidding me right now and he's like oh no it needs to be waxed and i'm like well then you are gonna pay for it motherfucker <laughs> i'm like because you seriously like i am seriously going to cancel something else to run out and get waxed because you're not okay with me shaving my own pussy. And Are then, you kidding me? And then the next day, the guy called and wanted a full-on mound, and you were like, where's the tape? Hold on. Let me cut some hair. Right? Put some no, stuff so down it there. Had, so it had to be waxed for that, for the dinner date guy. And I said, okay, fine, but you're going to pay for it. And I was like, this and is- And did he? And this is how much it costs. And I don't take Venmo or PayPal or Zelle. I want cash, motherfucker. And he was like, are you kidding me? I was like, oh, I'm not kidding you right now. And he's just like, oh my God. So we went on our next date. And I said, you owe me this much money. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that much. I didn't even charge him the tip. I should have charged him the tip too. <laughs> but I just charged him the flat, the flat rate. And I was like, you better have exact change because I do not make change. <laughs> And he, he gave me the cash, and then he was pissed. He was pissed that I actually made him pay. And I was like, well, here's here's why. And I gave him the, the lowdown of what my schedule uh-huh. was and what my budget was. And I'm like, if you want anything outside of this schedule or outside of this budget, you're going to fucking pay. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm okay with your schedule. I'll pay this one time, and that's all I'm asking. I'm okay. like, okay. Now now we have the ground rules. I got to tell you, quick sidebar, I got to tell you. I, that was the sidebar. So. Once, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double sidebar then. Um <laughs> The, okay, I've had my eyebrows waxed. Okay. Maybe five times. Your eyebrows are so light. M- maybe five times. And in the summer, if I'm out in the sun, they get, they get bleached. They get They're like white, albino white. white. Yeah. yeah. Um, and every time I've had it done, I'm like grabbing onto the table for like dear life as they go to rip. Uh-huh. You can watch, how, you can watch TikTok listen, of guys doing that. It's so fucking funny. How, listen, how you guys do those other areas is like, I, I, I mean, I there's can't. one guy who wants it like baby, no hair. Uh, and the next guy wants like a 70s full on bush. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't please everybody. So at the end of the day, I do what I want and okay. fuck those guys. Unside, but double unsidebar. <laughs> the one other thing I was going to say is, um, you know, one thing that a great coaching staff and a great ownership staff always does is they never stop looking for the next great addition to their team. So that I mean, right? Yeah. So that makes I sense. think I think I, I think you know the mistake that sometimes people make in the dating scene is they kind of put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm. I do not do that. Yeah. You know, and so like, and so, but just because you have your three in the on the roster doesn't necessarily mean you should close the door 
until a free space opens up. No, you know what I mean. I'm, like I'm just keep it. Yeah, yeah. I'm constantly keep talk. It, keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Yes. <laughs> You're going for the whole voice thing yes. right now. Keep it fresh. <laughs> no, I'm constantly talking to other people too, and kind of like because I do. I do basically have bench players, mm-hmm. you know, people that I thought maybe could be on the roster, but then for reasons, like they actually said, oh yeah, I can, I can see you on the semi-reg and mm-hmm. semi-reg for them is like sure. once every three months. Yep. I'm like flat out, like this guy Stabler, I'm like, you're sexy as fuck, but it's just not going to okay, work. Okay. You mentioned that name before on a previous episode. Uh-huh, Stabler. Okay. Wait a minute. Is he named after the guy from SVU? Yes. Does he look like the guy from SVU? No. Oh. That's, <laughs> Did you that's disappointing. Him? Actually, in my opinion, he's sexier than the guy from SVU. But Stabler is pretty sexy. Okay, I'm probably going to need to see a picture of this individual at some point. Okay, well, I only have torso pictures. Is that that's okay? fine. I'm fine with that. I don't need to see anything <laughs> below that. All right, I'm I can show you a picture I later. I just want to say, I need the mental, yeah. Yes. No, um, yeah, so Stabler said he could be semi-reg, and it turned out he wasn't semi-reg. What's his name, What's his name? Chris? Uh... Um, Maloney? Mo- Maloney, Maloney, yes. Maloney, right? yes. Chris, if you're listening, we there's a man sexy. in Illinois who thinks you're super sexy. And there's a female, but I can't fit you on the roster right You've, now, so you have to take a backup. Have you heard the story about Chris Maloney? Like no, very what's recently, that story. Uh, it came out during COVID that he has this huge gym in his New York high rise, like private gym that he works out at, and he loves to work out naked, and he doesn't close the windows, and his wife gets really mad at him. Well, I would love to have been. I want to go to the building next take, door. I'm going to take my or the building glasses. itself. <laughs> Just like the opera glasses I take to the baseball field, I will take them to the building next door. Look it up online. Chris Maloney works out naked. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Look it up. If, if you won't see him working out podcast. naked, you'll just hear him talking about working out naked. Okay. So putting my guys in the batting order was like integral to me last mm-hmm. year. And like building the roster this year, it's actually proven to be a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. than I wanted it to be. But so now I have my I have my players. I, I I know my utility player has to be, like I'm trying to think of who my utility player was last year. It's probably side piece. But then Sounds again, like I couldn't it. just call him up. Like that was the thing. Like I couldn't just call up side piece. Yeah, but he did you a know? lot of different things for you. Oh, he, he totally kinda, he kinda, he totally he kinda did. Played in a utility like role. He really was because not only did he like more from side piece to Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. but he really was um like he pushed me on the podcast. Like when I told him about it, he pushed me to just get it out. He pushed me to like about the tattoo. When I said oh this is the what I want for the tattoo, he's mm-hmm. like, what kind of style do you want? So he really like asked me questions mm-hmm. to like make me think about different things. Mm-hmm. And then he he really like legit helped me fix parts of the house mm-hmm. where I had these these pictures in the living room and for some reason they were on anchors even though the pictures themselves weighed I don't know maybe like four ounces or something it was it was ridiculous mm-hmm. you would never need an anchor for this picture but I was trying to take the anchors out and every time I tried to take them out they were this like rubber thing so I would just like gouge the wall. Mm-hmm. And it was annoying and it took hours and he just looked at it and he's like, why don't you just take a hammer, pop the anchor into the wall, plaster over it and paint. Mm-hmm. Paint. And I was like, oh shit. He's like, yeah, it's called like dropping the anchor, whatever. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. You know, like, so he really helped me with all of those things. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was my utility player, yeah. but I couldn't just call him up whenever I wanted to call him up. Which is a little hard. Yeah. yeah so it was tough. definitely, it yep. was, it was definitely time. Yep. Yep. You know, it was, it was hard, but we, we had a great time together mm-hmm. and because of him, I changed like other things about myself. Like? Okay. Dad, if you're still listening, turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he helped me like discover porn. Not like dis- Christopher D- Columbus discovered America. Cause we all know Christopher Columbus did not discover America, but I never really watched a lot of porn. And now I actually watch it, like on the reg. Not even semi-reg, I actually watch it. And he would send me clips. And I'd be like, okay, I'm not into porn. I'm not into porn. I was totally kind of against it. And he's like, just watch it. It's like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll watch it. So I would watch it. And then I'd be like, oh, well, that's interesting. And he'd be like, well, this kind of turns me on. And I would like to see you do this. 
or okay. maybe we could try that. And so it got to the point where I was actually like going on incognito, which I didn't know how to do before either. Mm-hmm. Like I did not know what incognito was. Mm-hmm. Or I guess there's another one, Duck, Duck, Go, that somebody told me about. Oh, I don't know what that is. I guess incognito can still track or like advertise oh wait incognito is a website incognito you can go you can open up an incognito tab on your google and then you can't be like followed oh yeah so i was going on to incognito and like looking at porn okay. and then duck duck go is i guess you won't get like advertising through it or something like that yeah so yeah. i didn't i didn't it's kind of like the dark web this is one of those moments where i demonstrate how um you know, 2007, my technology skills still still are. And yeah. a lot's changed in the past 15 years, right? right? Yeah, so incognito. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if you... Somebody else told me to go to incognito mode when I'm looking for airline mm-hmm. tickets. Because then you're not like tracked or something. Oh, like because that. then when you pull up like CNN or Fox News and it's a, and it's like, oh, hey, if you book your trip to New York yet across yeah, the top exactly. banner. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. So okay. it'll stop that. So he he like showed me that stuff, but so, not just incognito, but it showed me like the porn stuff where I was like, oh, OK, well, I wasn't even sure if I liked this. And then it got to the point where I was actually sending him porn clips. So let and me he's ask. like, so now you're. But so, I never did that before. So like, let me ask a question. On this. Did you not do it because you had just never done it? Or did you not do it because you did it a couple of times and it just was like ugh to you? Well, I had a couple. I had a couple of people that I dated that tried to get me to like watch porn with mm-hmm. them. But that was like in the 90s. So you're like, nah, this isn't my thing. It wasn't like a five minute clip. Not that, listen, in case any of my family's listening to this, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak in like third person. I mean, <laughs> I've heard that '90s porn was really, really, really bad. It was really with bad with like really bad music, like '70s, '80s, '90s porn. Yeah, was totally. Like the worst. Yes. You know? So yeah. And I always just think like, if you ask me if I'm into porn, I would say I'm more into like erotic fiction mm-hmm. than I am into like. So I'm I'd like to think about it more than watch it. Mm-hmm. You know. But I found myself last summer like watching more of it mm-hmm. and be like, oh, check this out or, you know, and then I would go search for things that I thought would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So like it totally opened up my eyes in that kind of way. Interesting. Yeah. And That's he was also like he was also side piece was also very not very, but he was more dominant mm-hmm. that I was ever used to. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot. I think to have that relationship, like Mm -hmm. the Dom sub relationship, like I wasn't a sub to him, Mm -hmm. but he was more dominant and I let him do things and I didn't have a problem with it. And I actually liked part of it, Mm -hmm. you know, interesting. So he totally like, I mean, he morphed from side piece to Obi-Wan, like as we dated and I know that's in quotes, you know, Mm -hmm. but I morphed into somebody who was like, I guess more free and more communicative and more confident in what I can do and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. On the, on the porn thing, I, I, you know, I think there's obviously lots of opinions on porn and, you know, the characters that, the fictitious characters that people take on in those, you know, types of movies. There's, to me, there's an element, a little bit of an element of kind of healthy fantasy about it in certain regards you know and the chemistry sometimes between two people can be interesting to watch right but i i I think in doses it's a healthy thing i can totally see where people get like born addicted yes crazy you know that kind of thing um but i think in some cases it can be healthy and look i'm a true believer that there's a reason that there's a 50 percent plus divorce rate in the united states and that reason is because, you know, we're trained to think that people, you know, you grow up, you're supposed to college, you're afford your degree, you're supposed to get married, you know, meet the love of your life, get married, have 2.6 kids and a white picket fence, live happily ever after. Like, that's how society is defined normal. And that shit doesn't exist for most people. And, and, and but, but the most important thing is, I think society said, once you're married, or in many cases, once you meet your significant other, you live happily ever after. Right. And I would argue that once you meet your significant other and you get married or you enter into a long-term relationship, that's when the work starts. Yeah. And that's when you have to be willing to have really tough, difficult conversations 
with each other on a regular basis. Because if you're not willing to do that, your relationship is doomed. Yeah. Like, it's just doomed. It's going to go to a place where you don't understand each other, you don't know each other, and then all of a sudden, you know, five or ten years later, you're at each other going, how did we get here? Yeah, how the, you know? who the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. So the communication piece, so important. I didn't mean, mean the sidebar of the poor thing, but yeah. I, I think sex is like one of those taboo topics that like, right. oh my God, we're not going to talk about that. Like, even if it didn't go well last night, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and we'll just bury our head in the sand and pretend it never happened. Like, no, like talk about that stuff. Yeah. It's healthy. It's normal. You know, and everybody's doing it. You got to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. Like, actually, there was one, there was one day with side piece that I was off and he was off. And it was just one day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not that, I mean, we would go three, four weeks without seeing each other because of scheduling issues or whatever, you know. But um, there was one day that I was just off and he was off too. Mm-hmm. And luckily it was the same day. And I and I texted him later and I was like, I'm sorry, I was off. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's in my head. Yeah. But I didn't give you the attention, and I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and he was like, "I was off too, baby. I'm sorry." And, guess, and then we yeah. just laughed about it later and just moved on. And guess, so, guess, and I never did that shit with my ex. Right? Guess what percentage of couples do that these days? None. Probably. Zero. Yeah, and, and that's and so I found it easy to talk to him. Yeah. But I don't know if it's like in the last episode where Jill and I were talking. Yeah. You know, I fell for the guy that I couldn't have, and maybe it was because I I knew I wouldn't end up with him. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I was also really vulnerable with him. Yeah. Like he really was like more dominant and did things that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did things that my ex wanted to do that I wasn't okay with doing with my ex. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, so it was definitely, um, it was definitely interesting, you know? Um, our, so we've got side piece slash Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi Wan, which is hysterical to me. Um, even though I mean, he was Star the Wars. Jedi Master of my pussy. Oh, oh my god! I mean, I wow. I mean, I know he's listening. Wow. So I, hi. I, I um, that, that's amazing. I um, <laughs> hey Jedi Master. Um, <laughs> anyways, okay. So does the. Does the roster continue from there? Like, are we going to hear more about additional roster players? Yes. And and along with anybody that was sent down to the minors? (laughs) Well, a lot of the minor stories I'm probably not going to touch on. Like, Mm -hmm. I've talked about Stabler. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll show you his picture later. But there's really not much else to say about Stabler. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So some of the the guys, you know, I don't know. There's a couple that ended up being bench players that were kind of important in in getting through divorce stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's one guy that really reminded me after I had sex with him that really reminded me of my ex. Mm-hmm. And I I had like a breakdown the next Interesting. Yeah. So I you know, I wasn't really gonna have an episode about him, but maybe I'll incorporate that. Like mm-hmm. I haven't really Yeah thought about that. But reminded you how? Like just what what like Um, it was just kind of he was basically a thinner, slightly cuter version of my ex Mm -hmm. and then i realized it so i i never like my ex and i never hooked up after Mm -hmm. anything and i know a lot of couples going through divorce Mm -hmm. and separation they end up sleeping together for quite a while Mm -hmm. and and i never did that with my ex you know interesting so after this one particular guy i was like there's something about him there's something about it and then i realized that he reminds me a lot of my ex Mm -hmm. Not to like shit all over my ex, but I felt like crap the next day. Mm-hmm. I, well, was, I was furious. I was pissed at myself, and I cried my eyes out. Well, you like, know, I what? cried my eyes out. Do, uh, uh, I didn't want to do, go backwards. Yeah. Well, divorce. I think a lot of times is it's kind of like a death. It is. You know, and it's I, messy. And, and, and you you know because you've had people die to you that are very close to you right like we all have yeah and i think you go through a process right particularly in the first 365 days where you know you have really good days and you have really bad days and you know i'm super grateful and thankful i saw both my parents my mom's 85 my dad's 83 um you know so i haven't experienced that yet um but what many people tells tell me is you know oftentimes it hits you in the most unexpected way that's what I found. You know? And it's like and you're it not you're not anticipating it all of a sudden right. it's like wham. Yeah, you know? and, and that's what this one guy yeah. I call him fuck off guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the nicknames, but Yeah, I, I call him yeah. fuck off guy. And 
because it was supposed to be vacation sex. And he said, oh, actually, I'm looking for a like I'm looking for a place and I really mm-hmm. like your like your neighborhood. And I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You cannot live in my neighborhood. This was supposed to be your vacation sex. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I was supposed to just fuck off back to New York. I'm like, yes, exactly. That's what's <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you're not supposed to buy a house a block for me. This well, is not acceptable. Listen, what I what I say to you know any of my uh, you know close friends or family that that experience a, a death of somebody close to them, I I always say this one phrase to them. I say, look, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And guess how many people are entitled to tell you whether your day is good or bad? Zero. Absolutely zero. Right. You you are the determiner of that. And anybody that tries to tell you otherwise can go fuck off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, along and with fuck off. Along with fuck off guy. Yeah. yeah. Along yeah. with fuck off yeah. guy. Yeah. So that was, you know, like there's not much else to say about yeah. him particularly. Yeah. Yeah. And there and there's a couple other people that, you know, we had a nice date and mm-hmm. we would have been compatible, but there wasn't a lot there. Right. Or, you know. Right. So, but there's definitely, you know, as I've said throughout the whole process, I mean, a lot of these guys helped me fix the mm-hmm. house and helped me get over issues mm-hmm. with the divorce. Yeah. And like the universe put them in my life. And the universe is still, like, I, I just decided on a logo the other day. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that I'm talking to now and hanging out with now, his, ad, his specialty is advertising and marketing. See? So in the season universe and a reason, is still, baby. still putting these people in yeah, my life. Season and a reason. You know? so, well, I, listen, so I yes. think um, it's awesome that you're putting yourself out there much more so than, than I think many people are willing to do. And, um, it, you know, whether the podcast helps one, 100, or 100,000 people, um, I'm sure that it's impacting some folks and, and helping people kind of go through and, you know, their yeah. experience and their journey and their process too, right? And that's what I hope so. the world is all about. It's about I helping mean, others. And, and, and this shit's funny. Like, you cannot make this shit No, up. you can't make this. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. So thank you so much for You're doing welcome. this You're welcome. Thanks for having me. me. It was great. It's been so much fun. Yeah. And thank you for your continual support. Absolutely. And all things in my life and being a great husband to Jeffy. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys are, like, seriously, like, the power couple. And I fucking love you guys. And, and listen, I... You know, I might be gay, but I can do some handy shit myself. So, like, I mean, stuff I might put you in like security one hundred and one. You know, I could have talked you through the anchor drop. I don't know that. You I, know? I know, but you can ask. I know. You know hey, I what know. Do I do? You know, yeah. I'm like an yeah. island. I don't <laughs> ask a lot. Of, I don't ask a lot of things, and it's also like. You know, you're naked and you're looking at the wall, and I'm like, I have a, I'm having a problem with these stupid anchors. And blah, let me call Ryan. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to be like, oh, I could call Ryan right now. I'll just look at the guy that I'm standing next to naked and be like, got any ideas? Because <laughs> that's what it is. So it's now summertime. Are you looking forward to anything in particular, or are um, you like just going to hang out? Or? You know, summer. Uh, you know, okay. So a couple things. We had a really crappy spring in Chicago. You think the, so? The weather was just well, not. It, was rainy. it took a really long time to warm up to a, a remotely comfortable level. See, in my at opinion. my at my house, it's still only like high sixties because yeah. I'm so close to the beach. So, yeah, so, so it's 70, 70s here. Um, so I've just been. It could be. It could be these temperatures the entire summer. I'd be perfectly happy. I'd be really happy with yeah. this kind of weather. Yeah, yeah. Like I my man like boobs. Do, my man boobs don't sweat. My moobs right? don't. It's. I great. mean, my boobs sweat so much. It's crazy. Um, I mean, try so, actually having underwire shit too. I yeah. mean, that's just uh, shit. Gross. Imagine. It's nasty. So I, um, you, you know, for me, this summer is all about like trying to get define the new normal. Whatever right? that new normal is. That's a good way um, to think about I'm it. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm a little bit beyond kind of the mass mandates and that sort of thing. And I'm hoping yeah. that they're not going to come back. I get it if some people, you know, think they I should. I don't think they will. You know, I, last I'm time hopeful I... they won't. And, I, and, I, and, you know, my biggest thing is I just want to get out and I want to enjoy and I want to be with people. Right. Again, you know, and get to back to that steady state reminder of what that's like. And we've been doing that over the past couple of months. It's been fantastic. I yeah. That. I mean, did you guys, did you have COVID? Nope. So since I saw you last, and mm-hmm. as you can hear in the last episodes, I was coughing like crazy. Yeah. I, I got COVID. Yeah. And it was like, you know, a couple of days were just nasty. Mm-hmm. And then the cough, but the cough itself, like I haven't been coughing at all. Mm-hmm. Like last week and a half, it just went away. Mm-hmm. Even though I had it for weeks and weeks, it just totally went away. Yeah. But I think for most people, like they're probably just going to get it. Eventually. You know? yeah. and, and it's hopefully just a bad cold for them yeah you know for sure for sure so so i'm hopeful too yeah and let's keep that monkey pox at bay yes the monkey right? pox let's keep that at bay yeah 
So. Yeah, I know. All this other crap. Yeah. Remember when the bird flu was the big issue? Yeah, when the see, flu was the big issue? Right. So I was overseas for the bird flu, and we had mm-hmm. like, I had to be in charge of an evacuation plan, like for the area that I was. Was this with the Peace Corps? Yeah. yeah. I had to have an evacuation plan to get us to a different country if we had to evacuate Romania. Wow. Because of the bird flu. Like, it was a serious. Yeah. And, but I don't know how serious it was. We had like a turkey head yeah. that was chopped off, and we ran around the house threatening people with the turkey head so we didn't really didn't take it that seriously listen <laughs> i was like i'm gonna get you with this turkey you know head. i i think part of the problem that society has these days is is we get information so fast and so furiously you know and i like think through social media and news are, and yeah and they're yeah. all over the board right and, and it's from extreme and it's crazy and, and that's um, why i don't watch the news and so anymore. i think we all kind of have a tendency to react to that yeah but i think if we all just remember do really simple, basic shit for people. Right. Be kind. Tell somebody they look nice. Hold a door. That's you know, like my episode with smile. Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. Like it's you just, it, you never know what that little act of kindness is going to do for somebody. And if the whole world would just take that on and do that. Right. All this bullshit would go away. And I, and I think it's, I try to remember personally, I try to remember that most people in the world want the same things. Yeah. They want to be happy. They yeah. want to be healthy. They want to have... A good job where they can make a living. Yep. They, they want to be loved. They support themselves. Right? They want to be loved. loved. And they want their children to do better than they did. Yeah. And that sums up the whole fucking world. It's... Thank you so much for listening to episode eight of Fixer Up. I recommend that you go out and build yourself a roster. Safely, of course. Get yourself somebody who had a security. Get a security guard. Like Ryan yes, is. security. It'll be huge for your self-esteem. I'm actually helping a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine, build his roster right now. Oh, interesting. Yes. So, like, yeah. he just ended his serious relationship and he's like i gotta build a roster how do i do this and i was like "Ooh, this is where you start right you know if you like this episode please hit the thumbs up subscribe tell your friends if you'd like to get a hold of me my socials are mkylied my email is fixherup01 at gmail.com and i always say call me and leave me a voicemail but as you could tell from the beginning of the episode i know how to play it if there's an actual message. So if you could please leave me a message. And I'm not I'm not going to get down on Beth because she did it right in front of me. And we were laughing and joking and having cocktails. So I was like, leave me a message. And then she didn't leave me a message. So, so please leave me a message. And I will play it online. And then I will address your concerns. Unless you're going to come at me. Because then I'll be like, yeah, I don't understand what they said. Then okay. I will unleash my security detail on exactly, you. Exactly, yes. exactly. So thanks again for listening. Pupich, Do see I you get guys to clap in a couple now? weeks. Do I get to clap? Yeah, clap. Yay! Yay! Thanks. Bye.